Hey friends, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have meaningful and authentic conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. We will have a brand new episode for you every other Wednesday. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Hello, Purpose Pleasers. This is Kelsey Joe with Picturing Purpose. Today is our redo day. I have Brooklyn with me. We tried to do this podcast last Monday. I think that's what it was. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and she was out of school. So we planned for that day, and it just... Did not work out for us. Brooklyn did it. No, it did not. <laughs> we looked everywhere. Yeah. So I had a, I think it was like, we've been talking for like 15 minutes and I realized that it stopped recording at five minutes. So now I'm going to be super like filled with anxiety. Just like check in the thing to make sure it's recording. Okay. It's recording. We're good. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do this. And I kind of freaked out and I was like, oh, it's been 15 minutes we're talking and it hasn't recorded the last 10 minutes and so I had my kids at home but I also had some teenagers here with me my my friend's kids were here and I sent you Brooklyn to go get a memory card like a new memory card and she went to about three different places trying to find this memory card and she could have <laughs> she couldn't find the one that I needed and just to preface that the day before for some reason I just kind of felt like a tug from the Lord, like, Hey, maybe tomorrow's not the the day for this podcast. I don't know why there's nothing negative about it. Nothing against you or me, but it just wasn't supposed to happen. And I didn't listen to it. I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, because, you know, we're kind of behind on podcasts and I need to get some content. But while you were at the store searching for these memory cards and FaceTiming me every time you couldn't (laughs) find one, the teens that I had here, I was like, you know, I kind of told them what what had happened yes the day before that I just kind of felt like I was it wasn't supposed to happen, and one of the teenagers was like, I literally just thought about that. I thought maybe this isn't supposed to happen today. And I was like, okay, that that's confirmation for me. Oh, so yeah. then I so then I called you, and I was like, maybe let's just give up. Let's not look for memory cards. I will get a memory card this week, and then we'll we'll do it again. And I'm not sure why it wasn't supposed to happen then, but it's going to happen today. And what I was going to tell you while we were recording, because I almost mm-hmm. told her before recording, I was like, I need to, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll talk too much before the recording, but I have ADHD and I have been taking medicine for it for like the last two years. And for some reason that Monday that you were here, the day before I, I just felt a pull to not maybe not completely get off of my medication, but to like kind of take a break from it. And that was the first or the second day that I had not taken it. (laughs) You're going to, you might hear a little feet in this podcast. My kids are here this morning, but I, I just kind of just felt like I didn't need to be on it. And so that day I wasn't really feeling myself, you know, my body was kind of like withdrawing from this medicine. And so maybe that's what it was. Maybe I wasn't going to be in my right 
mind because now that I'm completely off of it, I feel great. I don't feel, you know, my ADHD is definitely there (laughs) and it's not as focused as it is when I'm on medication, but I feel more like myself when I'm off of it. So anyway, long, long, short story turned into a long story because it's me, but Brooklyn has a really cool story and I wanted to have her on. If you guys listen to the podcast regularly, her mom has been on the show and I've known her mom forever, Miranda. I can't remember what episode she is, but it's from this summer and it was just a really, it was a part two, part one and part two episode that a lot of people loved because Miranda is just so real and authentic and she tells it like it is. And, you know, and that's what I like about this podcast is that I want everybody to feel comfortable coming on here and sharing their story, even if it's not my opinion, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we don't share the same beliefs or opinions. Like I still want to have people on and feel like they can be heard too, you know, and your mom came on and she did a really good (laughs) job. And of course we cried because we've known each other for years and we've known each other's story so well. Mm -hmm. And she, how old was she when she had you? My mom was 18 when she had me. Okay. Yeah. I remember last time we asked this on the podcast and didn't get recorded. And I was kind of shocked by that because I thought she was younger. I thought she was like 16 or 17 for some reason. But and how old are you? I'm 16. Oh, man. And you're driving? Oh, for sure. Yes. All, all the things. Yes. Do you like driving? Yeah, I do. I like to be able to take myself places and not have to like ask for my parents to take me or something oh yes that's so nice like if you're feeling like you need a sweet bay drink like i'm just gonna run over to sweet bay real quick (laughs) (laughs) i love it okay so your story is pretty cool just because your family dynamic is so different Brooklyn is on fire for God. She loves Jesus. She I actually went to her baptism recently at her church and it was beautiful and it was just really cool to see you take that step of declaration. So and then being a teen too. Like being 16 and being on fire for God, sometimes I think that's harder than like an adult oh, being sure. on fire for, for sure, God. For sure. Because in high school if you're like deemed the goody two shoes Christian girl it's like you know it's kind of over for you at oh, that yeah. point oh, for sure. <laughs> Literally. and then it's like everybody has their eyes on you mm-hmm. like if you mess up you know oh Brooklyn she's a Christian girl and she just said the s word I can't believe it you know <laughs> and I the reason that I wanted you on here was for that fact of just the your age bracket and the difficulties of being a teen and being so open about your faith so I want you to go back from the beginning, though. Like, what was your what was your childhood like? So I had a I had a pretty pretty good childhood. Like, yeah, I had both my parents in my life. Yes, I've never like seen my parents together. They split up mm-hmm. when I was younger, so yeah. they've always been like separated. But I like had all my grandparents. Like, I was just everybody's baby, and uh-huh. you know, I started the going. Mm-hmm, oh yeah. <laughs> I started going to church when I was like little bitty with my people and we would Aww. go to a Pentecostal church that yeah. you know, I got baptized at. So I've grown up in that church like my whole life. Yeah. So I just started going and then there was this one point where I just kind of stopped and I didn't really like, I guess I was, I didn't know about it as much. Like I would hear like my grandparents talk about it, but like I just, they didn't really, they didn't run the type to go to church all the time. Right. And so I'd say like 
three years ago is mm-hmm. when I started going back to church with my people. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to this one service and I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. And yeah. I really liked what the preacher was preaching and like made me want to learn more or like mm. whatever they were talking about. I didn't know, yeah. but I wanted to know. Yeah. And so I would just go and keep going, keep going. And I, when I would go, I would be like, okay, I really like this. Like I'm, I'm going to learn. Yeah. And I, I fully now believe because I've always believed in God, but I didn't really know anything about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And definitely makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> I would, you know, just keep going to church. And then at my old school, mm-hmm. before I'd moved, I started getting like really bad anxiety attacks and yeah. depressed and feeling like I didn't fit in very mm-hmm. well, even though I've went to that school like my whole life. Yeah. And I just started getting really sad all the time and like didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really associate. And so and then sports, you know, just was getting to me. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I really having a hard time. Yeah. So I go to a church service with my people. And after the church service, everybody like goes down towards the stage yeah. and gets prayed for or whatever. Yeah. And so my people had asked me if I wanted to go get prayed for. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I was kind of nervous, but yeah. I was like, yeah. And the church service ended up being about like, depression and things like that right so exactly I kinda just, what you needed to hear yeah exactly yeah. so I just felt like I was like okay yeah that was meant that was meant for me I was meant to be there sure was and so when I had went my uncle Ron who was one of the preachers there at the church put his hands on me and started praying for me and I just remember like bawling my eyes out yeah. and that was the first like my wake-up call and that was the first time I've ever felt the Holy Ghost yeah because my hands just like shot up and I just didn't like know what was going on. Yeah. But it was like something was taking just control, took control of my body. Yeah. yeah. And then That's I just awesome. remember everybody around me like praying for me and I'm just like in tears. Yeah. And my peepaw was crying. And so it just felt like really good. And that was that was the moment that I was like, okay, like I I am now a firm believer. Right. I now know this like This is the way I want to live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, what's it mm-hmm. been like? It's been really good. You know, there'll be some nights where I'm like, okay, I don't read my Bible and I, and I yeah. don't. And I try or like I'll get on my Bible app or something and like read a verse or two or whatever. But ever since then, and I started like talking about God more and praying more, my life has been so much better. And especially since like I moved schools, yeah. I met great friends that I really needed. Yeah. And that also believe in God like my whole basketball team, they're, they're so godly. And mm. they, when I had came to practice that Sunday after my getting baptized, yeah. they, we were like, why did you show up with wet hair? And I was like, oh, I got baptized. And they all just like gave me a hug and like, Aww, was like, why didn't you tell us? That. Yeah. But like, I didn't really like know like them that well. Yeah. So I was like, I would have invited you guys, but like, I just didn't right. really know where I stood at that point. Right. Well, there'll after, be a lot of opportunities. Oh yeah. can join in on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I was like, okay, like this, I know now since I moved schools, since I've started, you know, I think that was God's way of telling me like I needed to, because yeah. now I'm literally had, had, had no like panic attacks, anxiety attacks or anything. And I've just felt Yay. like so happy Yay. since I've moved and, you know, started getting closer with God. Yay. That make that mm-hmm. just brings me so much joy to <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm, I'll be 32 in May. And so it's been a long time since I've been in high school, <laughs> but I remember, you know, when I went through my, my phases of in and out of the church, 
whenever I was on fire for God, it was so impactful, like in that way when I was in school, because going to school every single day and seeing the same people every single day, and you never know what kind of drama is going to be at school that oh, day, for sure. what kind of, what's going to be going on with the teachers and, and all mm-hmm. of that. And in this day and age, you guys grow up with social media mm-hmm. and and about like, you know, who's doing this right and who's looking the best, you know, like who has the best hair and who's the hottest in the school. Right. And those can really take a toll on you, especially with social media involved in it. So are there ever days where like can you explain kind of maybe like a day at school that's like hard for you as a Christian? Or moments. So, like, okay, with, like, the social media thing, too, like, everybody is just so focused on that. Yeah. And I see, you know, a lot of content that people create, and it just seems like everybody is trying to turn away from God and make you to want to turn away from God. Yeah. And so TikTok is, like, one of the biggest platforms that I've seen. Sure Where it's just, like, they don't want you to believe in God and try like celebrities these days like you know just anything you see like has some sort of meaning and they just turn want to turn you away and with school I don't I don't think there's ever been a time that's really been like hard for me because I like I surround myself with good people you know what I mean and I don't let like people that you know I mean, I don't really know anybody else's story besides, like, the friends that I have now. Right. And so I just, sur- like, I sur- I keep my circle, like, good. Yeah. And Tight. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just surround myself with, like, good Value. people. Yeah. Valuable people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. That's good. But, yeah, but the social media is, like, what I think is. The hardest. The hardest. Because yeah. it, like, brings you away from what the bigger picture is. Have you ever had a time where you just wanted to like fast from social media? Yes, a lot of times because I just like see a lot of content on like TikTok really is the biggest platform that I can tell you like or I can like, you know, I'd see famous people post something or and I'm just like, that's why. Like, why? Right. Makes me wonder like what they're thinking or like. Well, and sometimes like I think that even at your age, like you could see something like content that isn't quote unquote like godly Mm -hmm. and it could maybe like kind of tempt you to be like well why can't I do stuff like that you know like why can't I do that right talk twerk dance too (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's like it's very tempting and I like I remember being younger and seeing that and just being like oh like what what are they doing like I might want to do this you know right but then I like now that I know more and I'm pray more I'm just like "Mm, I'm probably not gonna partake in that that's awesome I'm so proud of you (laughs) you. I know that's so hard at that age granted we we had two totally different childhoods and Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for the childhood that you had the mother that you had Mm -hmm. the parents that you had because we mentioned this on the last recording that didn't record that I was just so mesmerized and like influenced by the way that your mother raised you and you know she had a rough time you know Mm -hmm. there were times where she was a single mom and she was you know, really struggling Mm -hmm. financially and like she's working three jobs, three, four jobs. And, you know, one thing that I always admired about her anytime that I saw you guys was how much she treated you like an equal. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like her talking down to her kids like you little, you know, yeah, (laughs) you need to do this, which I'm sure she had some 
like, you know, discipline qualities about her. Like, yeah. But she just talked to you and your brother like as if you were her age, kind of. And right. not in a negative way, but like I always just really admired that about her. And it's it's caused me to be that way with my kids mm -hmm. where, you know, Miranda, your mom and I, we grew up in a generation where it was like if you had a question about something, you know, we usually didn't get the answer. It was like, you uh, you need to act this way, and that's mm -hmm. why, because I said so. Yeah. And our generation is trying to change that, of mm -hmm. like, you know, being very communicative with our kids and explaining things to them, why this is the way it is. And you having that as a mother, like, I bet that has really influenced your confidence and influenced, like, how you see the world, too. Oh, for sure. Do you sure. think that, too? Oh, yes. Okay. Me and my mom, because, you know, my mom had me when she was young, so yeah. we pretty much, like, grown up together. Yeah. And so my mom has always been my best friend, my go-to. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally She's pretty her, cool. Oh, she's, I guess she is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, like, I tell her everything. There's not nothing that she doesn't know that yeah. I don't tell her. We're, like, very open with each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I like the way that she's parent me because... I feel like I'm a lot more mature for my age. You are. You're very that, mature. You know, and yeah. she's kind of made me like that just by, you know, the way she like talks to me and my brother and my brother's on the mature side for his age. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> I have like how bit. she kind of looked around a little bit and she was like, he's a little mature, but she, he's a boy. So yeah. it's different. Yeah. <laughs> and he just turned 13. So, he, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, he just celebrated his birthday, didn't he? Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Branson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, yeah, I just love the way that my mom has parented me over the years and like me and her just growing up together yeah it just kind of made it fun we have a really good relationship and not many people have that with their mom when they're but teenagers you are very very and, blessed to yeah. have that for sure and I was actually just talking to someone yesterday or maybe it was yesterday it was a couple of days ago about how excited I am to see your generation of people like grow our our world in a in a really good way mm -hmm. and I don't even mean that like because not everybody's going to be a Christian and I understand that and that's all part of the plan so, yeah but just in general of like the emotional maturity that kids your age have and then like my kids you know they're little they're almost five almost three and I am super excited to see them grow up in the world and then have you guys as bosses, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. my age and your mom's age, like when we were working for people in high school or, you know, growing up, the generation that was in charge of us, like the managers and the bosses mm -hmm. and all that, it was it was kind of hard working under them and very like really cruel and a lot of pressure. And I think millennials and Gen Z as bosses and managers, we are just going to be like the epic bosses and managers. Oh, for sure. Because like, and I've talked to people that now work under m people my age and they're mm -hmm. like, it's th the best. He, she's the best boss ever because we're like, hey, you having a rough day? Like, do you need to take a mental health day? Literally. You know, literally. like, hey, you know, let me know what's going on. You know, like, can I, how can I help you in this way? Like, please communicate with me right. versus like. Oh, you're having a crappy day? Okay, well, you're replaceable, and we're going to fire you today, right. and, yeah, we're going to just find someone else to, to torture. I feel like, you know, they expected more out of you guys. Yeah. And so, with the world— Thanks, Brooklyn. <laughs> this is very healing for me. <laughs> like, like they just—I guess they just, you know, probably just expect more out of you guys, and that was just the way they grew up. You know, that's just the way it was that back then. That is very true. And, yes. you know, now— 
the world has just changed so much. Yeah. And the one bright side about this world that I've noticed is like, it's just a lot more welcoming in yeah. a way. It's a lot yeah. more open. Yeah. And relatable, relatable, personable. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love that too. Cause I crave, and I know your generation does too, but it like, I crave authenticity from people. I don't like surface level conversation. It's actually very hard for me to have mm-hmm. surface level conversations with people because I don't like the whole mask thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, let's pretend that we like each other. We've never met each other. Let's, you know, shake hands mm-hmm. and talk about what our favorite colors are. And like that bothers me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn's friends are here too. <laughs> they had a late basketball game and stayed the night with her. So they're in here laughing at all of our stupid <laughs> jokes. But seriously though so like i i want to know like what do you battle with like what what's your what's your weakness you know like those are the conversations i want to have with people like how can i how can i encourage you to strengthen that weakness mm-hmm. or you know like what can we talk about that will that will help you and that's just you know that's also just part of me and what yeah, like God i has. just yeah that's like i feel like that's just your purpose like yes. your your purpose is to <laughs> Like, you're just so real, and I love how you can just have conversations with anybody, and that's something mm-hmm. that I strive to be. And, like, my mom is a lot like that. Yeah, she just that's why can we talk mom to and I are friends. Yeah. yeah. And so I strive to be a lot like that because I tend to be, like, shy at first when mm-hmm. I first meet people, or, but I want to be able to just talk. And But once I actually get to know somebody and stuff, a lot of people say that I'm very good at giving advice. I, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but everybody just comes to me for or like... people's always wanting to like dump their whole life on you. Right. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> it used to like not... It doesn't bother me and I and mm-hmm. I love that. Like yeah, I love that people can trust me and come to me. Same. I love and it. I love being able to give them advice. And I feel like that's part of my purpose too is because yeah. it's just something that I've always been kind of good at because I just... Maybe I don't know what you're going through. But I can relate to it in a way and I can see what you're going through and I can just give you some sort of advice. And I may not know anything about what you're going through, but I can always just say something, you know what I mean? And I just feel like that's kind of a little bit of what my purpose is. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a a big generation of people that are so emotionally aware and like mature and hopefully filled with the Holy Spirit that they align with what the Holy Spirit wants and that they kind of break the mold of, oh, well, I'm worried about what this person's going to think about me. I think that's the, our biggest, like the spirit of fear right now and, oh, and um, timid nature is of like, well, if God tells me that this person is struggling with this thing and I don't even know them, but I want to, he wants me to go up there and ask him if they need prayer mm-hmm. or something like that. My fear is well, it's not even if I'm going to bother them. <laughs> I don't care if I bother them. It's like, I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm a crazy person. Yeah. And that, you know, I don't know, something extreme will happen. I'll be like, can you get this crazy person away from me? <laughs> like a like a total Karen mode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and then I'm sitting there like, no, I just wanted to like Jesus Jesus talks to me. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. And I... He told me that your foot hurt and I want to come over here and see if your foot hurt and pray over you. And most of the time it's pretty spot on. Yeah. But the generation that we're dealing with right now is just worried about everybody, what they're going to do, that, what they're going to think. Yes, I totally agree. That, that's a big downfall in this generation is everybody 
relies on acceptance. Yep. And that's mm. something that I've Preach, struggled girl. with, you know, just feeling like I'm going to be judged or, yes. you know, that, especially like going to a total new school as a teenager now, yeah. it's very it's scary. Yes. I was terrified at first. If I didn't have my brothers, I probably wouldn't have moved because yeah. I, w- I was terrified. But when I started, you know, like talking, making friends, especially when I, when I, now that I play sports, when I play sports, I've always played yeah. sports. Uh, joining basketball there has probably really helped me. Yeah. And I found like some of the best friends that like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I said, but like these two in like here, like these two in here, I guess. <laughs> they <didn't know> here. <laughs> but you know, but I was scared that I just wasn't going to be like accepted or, you know, yeah. but like I, I was, and yeah. you know, I'm so I really glad like that you're that. at a school that you feel that way. That's so important these days. And I hope that my kids feel that way too, when they're teenagers and go into school, like, I love being a part of this school, mm-hmm. and that's so good. Shout out to Roland. Really, shout out to Roland. <laughs> it's because it it is difficult. Yeah. Because I I know firsthand that when you feel sad and it like you feel depressed and you're having anxiety attacks, and you're like the people around you. It may not be like it wasn't ever my friends. Yeah. It was just things in general. I've never felt that way about that school. Um, right. Because I've been there all my life and I always liked it. But it wasn't until probably eighth grade is when my best friend, I met her in seventh grade. She had moved from California. Uh-huh. And we were like this. Like, I know we have not known each other like our whole lives. Like, I've known my other friends from that school. Yeah. But we were soul sisters. And yeah. I knew God, like, yeah. meant to put her in my life. Definitely. And I think what my biggest, like, part that took a toll on me was when she moved back and I would question I was like god why did you rip her like why did you rip her away from me because it was just like that quick that she was gone in a week when I found out and then she left and I have not seen her since and we still try to keep in touch but sometimes it's not as easy because you know she's dealing with her things and I'm with my things and that was like one of my biggest things that happened and that's kind of it's not what caused it but it definitely did play a part in yeah. why I was feeling that way because I just felt like I lost my person. Yeah, I mean, you and, like everybody thinks that grieving just happens when someone passes away, no. and it's not. It's it can be anything. It can be a lost relationship, like even like you know ending a relationship or someone moving away. Like you still have to grieve that relationship mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So when you went to Roland, that was almost kind of like a confirmation. Yeah, you know, I definitely probably upsetted some people at that school when yeah, I had left because school. yeah because I just kind of I quit every sport that I played there mm. one Friday yeah. and didn't go back and I just kind of really didn't tell a lot of people that I had left I just kind of left yeah. because I was just like I just need to get out because I know if I don't then I'm just going to keep going downhill well it was clearly the the move that you needed to make oh yeah and like I said ever since I have I'm completely happy I'm more like social even my mom tells me on the time she's like Brooklyn I just want you to know that I'm extremely proud of you and she's like she always is like you know I was worried about you but you just are so lively now and you're you know very social and I love seeing you have a social (laughs) life and yeah so that's just definitely my confirmation yeah and like I know this is kind of an odd thing to say but like sometimes I think our kids can like be a light for us as a parent, like to see the change mm-hmm. that occurs, like 
we've seen it in the church of like where kids from like down the street or whatever start coming to the church and then their parents start coming mm-hmm. because they see the change in their kids. And I love that. That's one of my favorite testimonies is like, and you know, your, your mom believes in God and mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that she doesn't, but she, she gets lost in a lot of the things. And we, and I'm saying that only because she has said it literally mm-hmm. on the podcast yeah. before. So don't come at me. There are a lot of things that she's, you know, kind of hesitant about mm-hmm. in Christianity. And so I think it's really great that she has you to like, kind of look up to in a way. I know that sounds weird to look up to your daughter, but it's, it's a cool thing. She tells me all the time. She's like, I know, I feel like I'm one of my mom's biggest impacts. And she tells you that? Yeah. I I I love you, Miranda. (laughs) You're the best mom ever. I I just, you know, I've noticed that I, (laughs) I've noticed that like, since I started going to church, you know, I can, you know, just on her Facebook post, she's talking about, you know, I pray for you, I pray for you, I'm praying this, I'm praying that. And she used to never really say that. And, you know, she has asked me, you know, are we going to church this Sunday? Are we going to church this Sunday? But we normally don't like to go without my people just because, you know, he's kind of like our God through the church. But like she, you know, just asked me, are we going to church? Are we going to church? And I'm like, wow, because that is not something that I remember my mom being like that growing up. And, you know, when I started going to church is when I really seen her kind of start yeah i guess you could say her relationship yeah with god sometimes and, it's a slow slow leak yeah, yeah yeah but it's definitely we're definitely starting somewhere yes that's for sure yes and you just recently had like your aunt pass away mm-hmm. or was it your aunt or your, yes it, it was, was your it was mom's my aunt. aunt yeah okay how about you share that story okay so basically it was new year's eve night and we were having like a christmas get together because my grandma came down from Iowa, and okay. and I remember that she started getting a headache at my house. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we're trying to offer to give them ride home because my uncle Lester had like a foot surgery, so he really wasn't supposed to be driving because she drove him. Yeah. And she said she just had a headache, so I could just tell by looking at her, she really didn't feel good, <laughs> but she like insisted on us not. And I remember we're just sitting around the living room and my Nini gets a phone call from Uncle Lester saying, you need to get here, you need to get here. And so I kind of already was feeling uneasy. I've always just kind of been like that. When I feel like something's wrong, I just get a little uneasy feeling. And so I remember just jumping in my Nini's car and I, I, was, dri- I was the driver and my Nini was in the passenger seat and trying to talk to Lester. Um, he was just kind of out of it, like couldn't really think. And so I didn't know where they lived. And so I was just driving yeah. towards where I thought they might yeah. might live. And we ended up finding their house. And I just remember walking in and she was like unresponsive and just, and I've never seen someone like that before, like alive, but like not yeah. at the same time. That's probably very it, scary. It was. And I just remember like my Nini, like she was freaking out and my Uncle Lester, he just wasn't talking. He was just kind of like looking. And yeah. I remember running outside. Shot. Yeah. And I remember running outside and like flagging down the ambulance. I was the one that kind of had to like talk to the ambulance because they couldn't. And I was trying to answer questions that I didn't even know. Yeah. And so I was just trying to be strong at that moment because I knew I was the only one that could be. And my mom like had to stay with all the kids because there were just so many kids at the house. And so my mom was like, I'm trying to get a hold of like my uncle and to come over with the kids. And so when he did, my mom, we met my mom at the hospital and we just kind of sat in the waiting room and I was just like, 
I remember my mom getting there and I walk out and I was just bawling because like I just needed to like let it out because yeah. I couldn't when I was just trying You're to be strong. Yeah. yeah. And so we get back in the room when they had like, you know, put her on the life support or whatever. And you could just tell like yeah. the life support was what was keeping her yeah. alive. And my nini like was just like, I've never seen my nini be like that before. Yeah. And I just remember, like, mom was like, me and you, we have to be strong. And now we grieve later, we'd be strong for everybody else. And that's something that I admire my mom. Like, you know, she just wants me to be strong. And when, you know, she, she'll she always be, the, like, my child yeah, to cry on. of course. And so I remember me and my mom were the only ones that really knew what was going on really yeah. with her because the doctor could just could not talk to my nini or my uncle. And we go out there to talk to the doctor. And my mom was just like, okay, you just give it to me, like, how it is. Just tell me, is she brain, like, brain dead? And I, one of my cousins was there, too, and she was a doctor. So she was like, is she brain dead? And the doctor was like, yeah. So my mom had to call all of her kids and other family members to tell. To tell them yeah. that their mother passed away. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that my mom is so strong. Because to tell somebody that their mother is gone. Yeah. How do you even, you know what I mean? Like, how do you even do that? Yeah, it's awful. Long story short, so that was pretty much like the rundown. But we had her like celebration of life because she didn't want a funeral. Mm -hmm. So I had posted this Instagram post about her. And like a couple months ago for my birthday, for the pictures that you took of me when Mm -hmm. we did the photo shoot, someone had commented this Bible verse on my mom's Facebook. And so I screenshotted it because I really liked it. And it was, she is strong. Proverbs thirty one twenty five, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really, just really liked it, so I had put that on the post that I had made about my aunt Sandy, and my Nini at the celebration was like, "You're gonna freak over what I have for you," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh boy!" Like I didn't, I couldn't, didn't even think what it was, and mm-hmm. I, and I had no clue, and so I was like, "Okay," so she was like, "I was at Aunt Sandy's house, and I was looking for something," and she's like, "I remember her telling me if you know those tumbler cups, the ones like you can." make all pretty or customize or whatever she was like I remember her asking me if you would like one of those cups Mm -hmm. and she goes I remember her saying that she got in the cupboard and where all of her cups were she had a whole cupboard full and this one particular cup was just on a shelf by itself so she got it for me and my nini brought it and so I look at the thing she was like you're gonna freak over what it says on it because my mom had read off that bible verse at the celebration yeah and I look at it and it's the same bible verse and so I was like wow like that's crazy that is crazy and And so she had it already ready oh yeah and she was gonna give it to you Mm -hmm. she just didn't get didn't get a chance yeah wow yeah and chills goosebumps literally (laughs) I was like I I was speechless because I've never had anything happen to me like that before yeah so I get home that night yeah so I get home that night and me and my friend are reading our Bible on FaceTime. And Aww. I was just like... <laughs> Brooklyn! My heart just melts. I love it. I love your age and, like, your fire for God and your pursuit. It's just so good. Okay, go ahead. And so I I got that Bible for my baptism from my gammy and my aunt, and I looked at the bookmark because I forgot it had the bookmark, and I knew the bookmark said something, but I just kind of forgot. And I looked at it. And it was the same verse again. Oh, my goodness. I know. And so I was just like, okay, now that's definitely confirmation yeah. if it wasn't already before. That must be your, yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, that, like that's crazy to yeah. me. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then now that that's happened, I've really, like, 
came to the conclusion that that Bible verse is like meant for me in a way and that I need to live by that. Definitely. If not live by any, you know what I mean? But my nanny comes back down to get her ashes Mm because she wanted to make a little necklace or whatever. And she was like, I was looking back at the text where Aunt Sandy had asked if you would like those cups. And she was like, I didn't even pay attention to what was on the picture that she had said. She said the cup was going to be different, but the words were going to be the same. But my nanny said she didn't even look at it, like read it or whatever. And so that Bible verse was meant to be on there. And that was my cup because my nina just thought that cup was she, she was just going to give to me. random one. Yeah. yeah. But that cup was meant for me. Aww, like, oh, I know. I love that. And so that. That's so awesome. That was one of my biggest wake up calls as well. Yeah. That I just, you know. Kind of like a, almost like a confirmation that God is real. Yeah. And that he is watching us. and For sure. Here. Yeah. I think like everybody has those moments, even if they're small. We're like, we'll like hesitate. We're like, was that God or is this just a coincidence? Yeah. And then later there's like confirmation that it's true. And I think those are moments that we kind of like hold on to our whole lives. It's like, because we're always going to struggle with doubt. We're always Mm going to struggle with like, you know, am I making the right move that God wants me to make? And when we go back to those moments, the like the real authentic ones, Mm -hmm. like the whole verse thing that you experienced, I think those are ones that he puts in our lives to like hold on to yeah. whenever we're doubting. And I think like if my journey with God, that this didn't happen like now yeah. and like before I kind of really understood about God and things like that, I probably would have just said it was a coincidence. But since like, you know, my journey with God and I've uh-huh. grown deeper and deeper in my, yeah. with my faith, I was just like, Okay, no, this is definitely not. Well, you start to like not believe in co- in coincidences, coincidences anymore. Right. I, I literally don't even believe in them anymore. No. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, that's not a coincidence. I mean, it could literally be the smallest thing. And I'm like, nope, not a coincidence. That's right. the Lord. He's always he's always paving the, the way for me. And I think we talked about this in our last <laughs> yeah, non-pre-recording so that when God wants to change our lives and like transform us. It's like, we just have to take those tiny steps. We always look at it from like a human's perspective. We're always looking like at the big picture, like, Oh my gosh, that's such a big mountain to climb. Mm -hmm. But when we allow God to like put the lamp on our feet as we walk and they're tiny little steps, we're like, okay, God, am I supposed to do this thing? And he's like, yes. And then you do that tiny one. It leads you to the bigger. Yes. Yes. And you just keep going over that big mountain and that's like the 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 tactic from the enemy where he's like, this is too big of a task for you. You're never right. going to make it. You're never going to do that. Right. You're never going to make Christian TikTok content. Are you kidding me? Right. Literally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. And I just feel like that's with like Generation Now or just people in general. And I feel like that's what they're, they're scared of that next step yeah. of, you know, step. They're like, okay, I have to change my whole life or whatever. Yes and no, because uh-huh. you can talk to God however you want to, That's because true. he knows what you, what you're saying. He already knows what you're thinking. Everybody's journey yeah. with God is different. Yeah. Everybody believes things differently. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, so how I talk to God may mean not how you do. Right. But he understands you because he knows you. Yeah. And so. He literally made you. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I just feel like people, you know, get scared of that step, but you can literally talk to God how you would talk to a person. Yeah. And that's the way God would want you to because that's 
the person he made you. Right. And we always tend to forget how much God loves us. Like mm-hmm. God loves us so much, so much more than you can even fathom of how much he loves you. And whenever we think of that and remind ourselves of how much God loves us, it impacts us in a way that we will never even, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, but like reflect on mm-hmm. um, and, I'm so glad that you already know that as a 16 year old, Mm -hmm. that you can actually sit here and say like, I have my own personal relationship with him. It's not going to be the same as yours, but I'm going to continue walking that path Mm -hmm. and, and just talking to him every day. And you're right. People always think that they have to clean up their act before they can come to God. And it's the total opposite. You can literally have the work. You could, you could literally snort some some crack cocaine and then pray and, to God next, and then after that, be like God. Literally, there's a verse. Fix me. <laughs> he says in the Bible, he says, "Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest." Yeah. Like if that is not, you know what I mean? Like yes, that's you just come to him as you are. Yes. And I'm playing no Preach, in here, <laughs> but, no, um, <laughs> but no, like that's that's why I've noticed, you know, just with generations in general they're just scared of that step because they don't know how just do it you know what i mean because the enemy wants to bring you shame and deception and fear right and And god loves you mm -hmm. so much because he's fighting for your soul on the daily hourly minute he's fighting for your soul so that just shows you how much he loves you yes you know what i mean if you don't think that he does look at at that 100 percent. i truly believe that too and i there's people that are three, four times your age that don't understand that. Mm -hmm. So it it is very cool to see you as a young woman realizing that. And I just see so much, I just see so much purpose and potential in your life. I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) And I, cause I cried a lot when your mom was here too, (laughs) because I, I do like, I love to encourage people, but it's, it's authentic for me. I, one of my biggest fears is whenever I'm, encouraging people and their thought in their head is well she this is what she does she mm-hmm. encourages everybody i'm just i'm just one of those few but yeah. when i am truly encouraging someone it is for a purpose 100% yeah. authentic like the lord is saying i love this person so much and i need you to remind them of that mm-hmm. just you know sidebar this that that's one of my weaknesses is where I don't want people to think I'm not being authentic and right. I don't want them to take that and say like, Oh, well she's just doing that because she has this savior complex or something. Right. And she just wants to fix everybody. And that's just something that like, and I struggle with that too. Like, you know, like wink, wink, making that Christian content. <laughs> I, that's something that I've always wanted to do, but I'm, it's like, Twit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, but you girls need to been... encourage her to do Christian TikTok content. <laughs> I just like, you know, there's that little thing that's like, I just don't want to be judged, but that's the whole point is yep. like you can't care about that. And it's like you once you do, do it, it, once you do it, you can't go back. Right. I think it's that fear. Yeah. Of like once you do it, you can't go back. But it's like we've talked about before. It's just those tiny baby steps mm-hmm. that you have to take. And once you do that one video, that one video that you know. The Lord has put on your heart and you have prayed over it and it is exactly what he wants you to do. You can't, I mean, there's nothing better in this world than doing the purpose that God put in your life. 
And when you know that that's what he wants you to do, once you've taken that step, it's like never going to end for you. (laughs) But I am. I'm so proud of you, Brooklyn. I just want to encourage you to continue seeking him because, I mean, I know that's everybody's purpose, but I do believe that there are different people out there and we have different spiritual gifts, not saying that one is better than the other because God loves us equally. Right. But you are different and you are someone that is meant to share the love of Christ to people because you have a certain confidence that he's given you Mm -hmm. and placed in your life. And he's given you this mother that has poured so much confidence into you too. Oh, for sure. So you're just meant for so many big things and I can't wait to see you do them. And I think you need to do that Christian content because you would be amazing and I would be, I'll be your first like and your first comment. (laughs) Thank you. And your first share. (laughs) So how do you feel about the podcast? Was it was it as I, scary as you thought? No, no. I was like, <laughs> at first, well, when we came into it the first time, yes. I was a little nervous. <laughs> but after like just talking, it's just like we're having a conversation. It really is. I mean, it's, we're literally in here, you know, it's not live. So that's the cool part. Right. If we say something stupid, I can edit it out. That's, right. that's the part that I really like. Mm-hmm. I rarely ever edit anything out, though, because we... You know, everybody wants to hear all the juicy stuff. So I keep all the juicy stuff in, you know. It's what sells these days, (laughs) is juicy content. Was if there was anything that you would want to leave with the audience, what would you say? Take that step. Aw. I'm so proud of you, (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and also, what is your God given purpose? I haven't asked this in a long time. My God given purpose. I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Well, you're um, 16. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I think but, we're all still trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think we all will know until yeah. we know. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. I definitely, I think he's given, you know, my God given purpose is he's given me the purpose to lead, to be able to talk, you know, yeah. like have conversations and yeah. being able to help people with the way that I conversate and, yeah. you know, just like, how do I say this with my advice giving or yeah. something like that? You well, know you have I mean? a special way of making people feel really comfortable, even whenever they don't know you that well. Mm-hmm. Like even as an adult and I'm twice your age, like when I'm around you, I'm like, I, and I know this is, so, is going to sound really weird, but sometimes adults struggle with the anxiety of being around teenagers. And right. like as a teenager, you're thinking, what? Like you're a grown up. Why do you have anxiety <laughs> about me being here? But we still struggle with like, the feeling of being judged by a teenager because we're older now and we're not as like hip and cool. So whenever we're around teenagers, it's like, well, are they going to sit there and, you know, make fun of me and we're going to go back to high school days and I'm going (laughs) to have PTSD. (laughs) So you, in a way for me, even though I'm older than you, you have a way of making me feel comfortable about that. Like, I don't feel like our conversation that we're going to have privately is going to go beyond that. And I don't think that you're going to judge me for anything that I've said. Oh, no. I That's like one of the things that I, you know, like am confident and like about myself is that yeah. I am willing to listen to anybody's side of the story. And I will not judge you. Yeah. I may not agree, but I will not judge you because that is just the way you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just same. love, I love, love, love listening to different people's opinions. Yeah. Because, me too. you know, I just, I just <laughs> I love, love it. it. I do too. <laughs> Good. I'm so proud of you. Okay, well, I'll I'll finally stop drooling over you for a second (laughs) (laughs) and saying all these good things about you. All right. Thank you, Brooklyn, for coming. Thank you for having me. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. Last, but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.